This is Linda Burton. And this is Joseph Burton. With Generation to Generation. Yes. And we're here today with the flowers to talk about how to learn how to love. <laughs> Thank you. How to love the unlovable. So my first question is going to be what makes somebody unlovable? So can you share that with us, Frank, <clears throat> of just kind of what does that really mean? It doesn't so much mean that, um, and really it's un unlovely. Um, there are different personality types that make it just a little bit more difficult to love them. Mm -hmm. um, all of us have challenges with different personalities. Um, some of us sink and some of us don't, some of us clash. And so that gets in the way of how we engage with them or how we would like to engage with them. But then there's always this blockage. Mm. I, I think uh, for, uh, before we go too far, we really, you have to kind of define uh, love, mm -hmm. you know, because uh, if you're thinking about it in terms of the emotion, that might be that might not be a full definition uh, love basically is more of a commitment than it is an emotion mm -hmm. and uh, while emotions get involved with uh, sometimes they interfere with our commitment um, the basic love concept is more of a commitment than an emotion mm -hmm. so when when it's learning how to love uh, the unlovable it's it's generally the person that we're we're naming or calling or titling unlovable is a person that um, pushes buttons in our emotions that cause us to not want to uh, function in the commitment that we've committed to do. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like saying how to stay committed to someone that purposely is hurting me or bothering me. It, 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 it can be purposefully, which is more difficult, or even unpurposefully. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a very good, clear um, understanding before we start, because that does make a difference. Mm -hmm. So, um, of understanding that, I remember a while ago, you told me years ago, should I say, I remember asking you, what's the difference between a godly woman and a in a um, in a doormat, a feeling like a doormat, and you mentioned it's the receiver, mm -hmm. and I think that's perfect of kind of saying this a little bit of being somebody unlovable is the receiver of how they treat you or how you feel or what's going on with that of the boundaries of how much you left them. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So, yeah, and I think it it. Uh... It, it actually becomes uh, revealing as to the, the, the depth of the hurt, uh, depending on what that hurts about uh, and how it can affect you as being hurt. Uh, and that, that <clears throat> is much more of a, a challenge than just uh, caring for someone that you really like and, and it's it's all fun and, and, and you don't mind doing it and you have goodwill and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I was gonna say goodwill has a lot to do mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. um, 
some people are what I call eagers, extra grace required. <laughs> you know, um, that's an acronym. Eagers, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you 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 put forth the effort to do what you know you should do and what you'd like to do, but then you're countered with this. Uh, sometimes it can be personality types. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it could be uh, people's filter, how they see the world mm -hmm. or how they see you. And so you find yourself exerting more energy. Mm -hmm. Some people are some people are work to be around. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it it just takes more energy to be around them. And it can be exhausting sometimes. Mm -hmm. So what I I wanted to refer to this passage of scripture, because this is what really got me thinking about this. Um, in Matthew, the 22nd chapter, um, there was there was a lawyer that was asking Jesus a question. He was testing him and asking him, he said, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And uh, verse 37 says, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now that's, that, that's, that's a lot right there because I, I've actually taught this and I always, after I finish reading that scripture, I always say, ask, you know, who is your neighbor? Anybody that's not you, that's your neighbor. Mm -hmm. Anybody that's next to you is your neighbor. If, if you're, if you're, um, if you're related to them or not, that is your neighbor. Mm -hmm. A neighbor is anybody that is not you. So mm -hmm. that, so what Christ is saying to love them, that's the great commandment. And, and we, as Christians, we want to do the will of God, but because we're human and I'm not, I'm not putting out any filters like, okay, I'm only human, so I can only do so much. But at the same time, God wants us to extend for the eagers, you know, for those people that are difficult, for those people that when their name is brought up, they don't even have to be in the room, but their name can be brought up and mm -hmm. something happens in you because of their extra grace required. <laughs> say that but I have one question with that and I want to make sure we recognize is it it I don't feel like it's always that person that mm -hmm. they're unlovable or, or we have a problem with sometimes it's us of mm -hmm. how we look at something or mm -hmm. someone mm -hmm. or we think we have goodwill but we really don't have goodwill on that mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. Or there was a misunderstanding from our background on our heart to did something to that person and they have no clue at all. Mm -hmm. Or even different, um, raised different in background. Like I'm a very direct and, and <laughs> vocal and um, bold person that 
it's easier for me to say, you bother me, this is what's going on, fix it or we just can't be around. And, and, but oh, I, learned, I learned I can't do that right away to a new person. So I have my boundaries up that it takes me a while to connect and be close to people. I'm usually quiet and more shyish around a new person because I know I have a strong personality. Mm-hmm. But if I feel like it's safe to go ahead with that person and it's not in their world because they're more quiet and you know a different background, they might think, oh, she doesn't like me. When it's not, it's just I have, I'm very, I don't want to hold in my anger. I, I know who I used to be and I'm not going to be that person anymore that I'm going to speak so I won't get to that part or, or damage our relationship in the future. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that, it's, it's us not realizing who we're talking to or who we're dealing with or who we're around than them being unlovable. I think sometimes we need to take responsibility that we choose that that person is unlovable, not that they're actually doing something unlovable or acting unlovable or treating us unlovable. They might really truly think they're doing the right thing. You know, it's that uh, platinum rule. The golden rule is do unto others as we wish they would do unto us. The platinum is do unto others as they want to be treated or done to. Mm-hmm. Once you know their personality type, once you know who they are, then you should treat them the way they want to be treated. And until then, you do the best you can of treating them how you will want to be treated. And with that, we can mess up. We can <clears throat> treat somebody like the way I want to be treated. Be direct with me. <laughs> Don't take 20 minutes to tell me that I messed up or I did something wrong or try to explain something because it would just... I don't have the patience. I, I can't sit still that long and you'll lose me. And then you think I don't care. I don't, you know, I'm, you're not important. When it's not that, it's just who, you know what I mean? Like me. <laughs> so how do you know the difference or how can you tell the difference of, is it me misunderstanding something? Is it them? Is it they're trying to hurt me? Is it just they're having a bad day and they're taking it out on me? I mean, there's so many different things in that, that that I think that needs to be addressed a little bit too. Or they hurt me and they really truly hurt me and they know they did, but they don't know how to apologize the way I need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, <clears throat> love is always internal. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always an image of yourself now how however whatever that means to your filter okay and your filter is how you grew up how those questions were answered that i talk about all the time you know am i okay did i do good do you still love me how those questions got answered for you creates your filter mm-hmm. and it's that filter that you look at the world through and if you have unhealthy areas in any of those questions it can change how you see things yeah which then affects how you feel Mm -hmm. which if we're not careful will affect how we act Mm -hmm. love is love is never about the other person it's always about you Mm -hmm. it's always about you can you explain that again or can you say it again Okay, so so love is first of all love is actually internal. It's inward. It's expressed outwardly, but it's actually internal. Okay. 
and it has to do and and a lot of it has to do with our filter our filter is how we view uh sometimes it's the world or the other person how we view what they said how we view how they act how we view the look they just gave us how we view what we interpret as respect or not respect mm -hmm. uh it's how we view it now the problem with how we view it has to do with those questions am i okay did i do good am i okay in other words do i have value mm -hmm. do i have personal value now a lot of this should come from our childhood when we grow up we should get instilled in us mm -hmm. how valuable we are mm -hmm. you, you, you know so we don't have to deal with my value versus you trying to act like i'm not value i need to know my value it's never based on you it begins with god who sent christ for me because he loved me that much what helps me understand I'm valuable to him. Right. So I need to be valuable. I need to know I'm valuable to him. And because of that, know that I personally am valuable. I have value. Okay, do, do did I do good? In other words, I need to know that I'm good at pleasing. If I if I intend to please you, I'm good at it. I and that comes from having a cheerleader. If I never had a cheerleader, I don't know I can do good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how was I raised? Did I ever, if I was raised where people cheered me, I have self-confidence, confident. I'm, I become confident that I'm good at something. So mm -hmm. I don't have to get challenged by your criticism of me. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I know I'm good. Okay, I, I know I can do good. Okay, and then do you still love me? What I have to be able to experience is that when I mess up, when I fall down, when I trip, that love that comes to me is stronger than my failures. Mm -hmm. I gotta know that. I gotta know that the person that loves me or that I perceive that loves me, their love for me is stronger than my failures. What's wrong with my phone? It just, just going nuts on me. <laughs> okay. So with that solid foundation, it affects my view. It, it, it's how you see the world through your lenses. Yeah, yeah. Which then motivates or stimulates how I interact with you because that connects to my emotions mm -hmm. and emotions trigger you okay uh, ho hopefully that, that makes, makes sense yeah <laughs> you do, to do the third one the third one is do you still love me okay i'm sorry remember the second one is did i do good uh-huh and the first one is am i okay oh that's it okay yeah 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 so those three things if they get answered right as a child as i grow up and they get answered right when there's a void in our relationship, especially as a young child, when there's a void there, I suffer from those questions. It's really important to have a balance 
a, a, a mom and a dad a balance because that's the human experience, male, female. God designed. <laughs> mm -hmm. So if you had a dad, a good dad, who answered those questions for you, am I okay? Baby, you, you my, you my, you my sugar moo moo, you know, oh, whatever, that, whatever that, whatever is. that looks like. <laughs> A princess? A princess. How about a princess? Okay. <laughs> and you grew up. And you grew Whatever. up. You grew up. You grew up. And you were still that. And they came, they would cheer for you. You know, your graduation, the when you did good, you brought home an A, you know. They take the A and put it on a refrigerator and call people and let you overhear them talking about how good you did and mm -hmm. you, you know and that got put in you and then when you messed up or when you made mistakes they they'd had the skills of redirecting you without making you feel bad mm -hmm. so that you knew they weren't mad at you so you could really understand they still loved you mm -hmm. that helps you solidify the foundation of who you are mm -hmm. because love really has to do with you it has to do with you can you imagine god love for us and all we do <laughs> how we mess up how all we take him time. for granted oh, how we act <laughs> But it's never about us. It's about him. Hmm. <laughs> but it's hard for us to believe that. Yes. Yes. It's hard for us it's to believe, hard that. To believe that. that. Because in our minds, we'll never um, measure up to what we what we think God wants. We'll always um, diminish how we feel about ourselves. And like, like James is saying, it really comes from a healthy self-esteem um, and growing up in a, in, a, in a household where you are loved. And when you know you're loved, not just because they say it, but because they actually demonstrate it. Um, and, and when you don't get that, you grow up with a lot of wounds and a lot of holes in your heart because you don't, you don't really know who you are and whether or not you're um, um, valuable enough for someone to love you, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I've, I've been doing this exercise and uh, in fact, it started yesterday uh, and it's, I've figured it out to the point where I understand it's the question of, uh, did I do good? It's, it's the core issue here. And we were sitting at lunch and the gardener came and he was in the backyard, he had that weed thing, he's in the backyard. And it looked like he did something and broke something. On purpose. Yeah, well, I don't know if he did it yeah, on purpose. Yeah, I know, but that's the way but it... it. It just appeared that he mm -hmm. did something. He went out and looked at it and looked like he put something back and just went on about his business. I went out after they left to look to see what happened. 
I couldn't find nothing. This morning, the backyard was flooded. Oh. So I found it. But the exercise is, do I have to talk about it? Can I just fix it? And let it be. And let it be. Do I have to tell anybody about it? Like I'm telling you now? Did I, did I have, do I have to say something about that? Make a broadcast. Or can I just fix it? And, and, and it comes to this. Do I always have to have an answer whenever something happens? Do I have to have the last word? That's the exercise. Do I have to say something? Do I have to have the last word all the time? That's the exercise. And it comes to, did I do good? Can I please you? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if you see it, the connection as, as I connected to that, but that's the question. That's, it's always one of those questions. And it'll get connected to our conversations and the way we interact with people. If I didn't learn that I'm good or that I can please you or that I have a cheerleader, I will look for things to prove that I'm worthy of cheering for. Mm -hmm. It almost seemed like the, when we use the word unlovable or the people that hurt us is because they're missing one of those three things and they're not purposely, maybe not even knowing they're doing it, is acting out trying to get one of those needs somehow, some way. It might not be to us, but we're it affect us or it might be to us that they're trying to get that need met and we're misinterpreting it or we're misunderstanding it. Yeah, yeah. And see, every, all humans have the right to be themselves. They actually have the right to be themselves. The, the question about loving a person who's just being themselves is not about them being themselves. It's actually about me. He goes deep. My commitment to love. <laughs> My commitment to love. If I say I love you, it had nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with me. Class dismissed. <laughs> But at the same time, we don't we need to acknowledge those things to that person, like like the the landscaping person. Don't you have to acknowledge to him or let him know, hey, you've done this, so he can know how if he done it somewhere else, don't learn from him his mistake or we're not doing like it here. Yeah, yeah. Give him an opportunity to apologize if he choose to, which is his choice, but don't you still have to verbally say something to that person? Not to everybody, but to that person. Sure, but what, what this does is it determines how it comes out of you. How you respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always want to pass on information that's helpful or beneficial, mm -hmm. but how you say that or pass it on has to do with you. Okay. And that's in an angry way and just letting you know way into just, you know, this or, is our accusing way or blameful way or all of that really has to do with you. It mm -hmm. has to do with the person, mm -hmm. okay. not them. They have the right to be themselves. Okay. Okay. Which, which then in relationships, 
can really become a real issue. In fact, to now, in, now with this uh, COVID. COVID going on and people are, are shut in and locked in and can't get out like they used to be able to get out and get away from each other and that kind of thing. Get away? <laughs> Some people be trying to escape from each other. Oh you know, I can only take five hours of you. I got to get out. <laughs> Gotta go for a drive. You gotta go for a drive or something. <laughs> but the, it's becoming more and more uh, mm -hmm. apparent. Apparent, yeah. Where people are in their relationships, because mm -hmm. um, on the average, people go to a job. They're there for eight hours, but it might take them anywhere from fifteen to forty-five minutes to get there. Fifteen to maybe an hour getting back mm -hmm. home. Mm -hmm. So people aren't. Um, in in the house with one another for th that length of time just like with um parents who love their kids but homeschooling them and having them at home has been a whole nother thing you know um and now they're gonna be on um christmas vacation so some of them are gonna be not so much learning but they're just gonna be home and what do you do with two? What do you do with kids for two weeks? I mean, there's only so many games that you can play with them, and so many things that you can do to keep them occupied and to keep them from getting in your hair and making you go nuts. But um, so it it what one of the things that COVID has shown me is the difficulty that people have in their relationships. I mean, if they had a good relationship, then everything is fine. If they haven't had a good relationship, then stuff starts, um, you know, coming up to the surface. And now people are a little irritated or agitated or, you know, go, why don't you go to your, <laughs> why don't you go to your office <laughs> or go, go, go find something to do in the yard, you know? So, um, no, I'm just going to say, so relationships are really, really the bedrock of society. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, if we don't know how to do them well, we end up suffering, mm -hmm. you know, and that's why we appreciate the program, because mm -hmm. I think we, mm -hmm. I, I think what we do is bring up topics that sometimes people aren't willing to, to talk about because either it's too painful or um, uh, it's a little bit too iffy, you know? And, and I think that's where people are these days and they need to understand that it's okay if you feel a certain way, you don't wanna park there. Mm -hmm. You don't wanna, you know, put down the stakes and say, okay, this is where I'm gonna be, you know? No, um, if something's going on, let's, let's talk about it and try to make it right. Yeah. So the learning how to love uh, a person that's difficult to love really starts with learning who you are, mm -hmm. learning about yourself. Who am I? Mm -hmm. You know, you know, uh, and that a lot of that has to do with discovering or remembering what happened to me, mm -hmm. because that tells me where there's voids. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there, there are empty spaces in my life and those empty spaces could turn into needs. 
which then turn into to some can become triggers. Mm. Okay. So I have this for you because I know somebody is going to think of it while they're listening to this. Mm -hmm. Is what happened if a person really truly is um, lying to you and you know they're lying, or you really feel like they're doing something on purpose, but or or not on purpose, but doing something wrong, but won't apologize mm -hmm. or feel like they don't have to apologize. Mm -hmm. So how does what would you say on something like that? Some sometimes it's important, I think, to to uh, put boundaries around yourself. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so that you don't lose goodwill for a person, you just put boundaries around yourself, identify it. This is who they are. Mm -hmm. If they're a liar, they actually have the right to be who they are. So I'm, I'm going to put some boundaries around us so that I don't lose my goodwill for you so that I can treat you okay in spite of who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, because they don't know who they are. They don't know who they are. There could be lots of reasons that they are a liar. Mm. You know, <laughs> you know. Well, some of them, some people, I, I hear that they lie because they feel safe there. Sure. That they're, they, they don't like confrontation or, you know, just so many other things that in their head, they really truly think it's okay. Like mm. they can't, they're thinking, this is how I'm showing I love you by lying. Yeah, I personally don't understand that too much, but I know people think like that. And, and it's something that happened in their past. I don't know if they saw their parents do it to protect each other or something like that. But I, I, I heard that is one way. So it's kind of hard that it's not, you can't take it personal. You can't say, well, you're doing it just to me when they might be doing it to everybody. You just don't know it. Or they got it from mm -hmm. some way thinking that's how you show love. Or, or for, for example, suppose you're uh, a, a child who's not very muscular or a young boy who's not very muscular, your statue is not big, mm -hmm. but you have a dominating, overpowering parent mm. who's a dictator. Mm -hmm. you, you can't you can't protect yourself from them, but you can't get away from them. Mm -hmm. So what you learn how to do, but you're strong-willed. You're strong-willed, but you can't protect yourself from this person that can hurt you. Mm -hmm. So you learn how to become manipulative, mm -hmm. sneaky. Mm -hmm. And you grow up with that and you, you find or you start to think it's okay to be like that. Because you've gotten away with it. Because you've gotten away with it. So that becomes who you are. Then you group, you become an adult and that never gets dealt with. So mm -hmm. it's inside of you. It's who you are. Yet when you get in this marble called a when you get in this bowl of marbles called a democratic society, it's okay to be who you are. It, it, you, it's, it's okay for you to be you. In your world. In your world. But you <laughs> in this bowl with me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's not okay with me. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what do I do with you? Mm -hmm. See, see, because see, you're now just being yourself. But my challenge is coming from me, not you. It's coming from me. Okay. How do I, 
how do I deal with you when my challenge is me? No, it's really not you. It's easy to make it you and blame you for how I feel. But those feelings that I have are my feelings. They come from me. They don't come from you. They come from me. And if they're affecting how I act toward you, mm -hmm. that's a reflection of me, not you. So I want to clarify, it sounds like you're kind of saying that we as individuals should be able to or can love anybody and everybody. But with some people, we might have to have healthy boundaries. So to protect us from getting hurt or to protect us from um, them. <laughs> you, yeah. you don't want to lose your goodwill. You don't want to lose your goodwill for people. So you put up boundaries around yourself mm -hmm. so that you don't lose your goodwill. Because losing your goodwill then means it, it becomes like a cancer. It starts to eat at you. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. that damages you, not mm -hmm. them. So is there ever a chance where you feel like you can't love that person? Will that still be you? Or is there um, assumptions when that when you really can't love that person, somebody. It may not be a good, it may not be safe to let your emotions get connected to them. Mm -hmm. But love is a decision. It's not an emotion. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it may not, they may not be a safe person to allow your emotions to connect to. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you can't treat them with respect and be kind to them. Okay. okay? <laughs> and do what you can for them. It doesn't mean you can't do that. That is what the obligation of love is. It's, it's do unto, the, it's that rule we talked about, that is mm -hmm. do unto them as you would like them to do unto you. Mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the action of love. And love becomes the decision to do it. Because love covers a multitude. A multitude. Not a few, but a multitude of faults. <laughs> So now you have to ask yourself, so do I really love that person? There it is. Whoop, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Think about this. What did Jesus do on the cross while they was mm. down there disrespecting him, trying mm. to get his clothes? Well, I was even thinking when he was eating the, his last supper and he knows somebody's the person's, he knows exactly who is right, about to right. betray him. He knows who exactly who's going to deny him three times. Mm -hmm. And he still, they did not know right away until he said something that he knew that information. Before that, he treated them all the same that all the nobody same. knew anything. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of hard to do. <laughs> that makes sense that he treated them all the same when they all you know are different mm -hmm. and and have different goals in their relationships with him or to hurt him or to you know just be involved in his life you know and he still treat them all in love and the same to the point that they didn't know who was really doing what because he didn't show them any difference and mm -hmm. in, in that way of um respect and love so yep yep so the you know the example is there the challenge is to 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 develop in the 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 discipline of self-control 
to control ourselves while we do what we commit to do. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, even in, in premarital, when we do premarital with couples, one of the first things we talk about is when we start to talk about these vows you're fixing to take, you need to understand what you're saying because that is what you're committing yourself to do. Mm -hmm. no, notice none of those vows say if. if. None of, they don't say if. They, There's no clause. No. There's no clause. No clause in there. And, and so that means you're, you are taking on the obligation of your word that you're committing, not just to this person that's standing there listening to you, but to God who that, who, who that person is the child of, to do what you're saying you're going to do, which is, uh, that's huge. Mm -hmm. it's, it's huge. It's one of the reasons we, we start a ceremony off by saying, dearly beloved, we're gathered together here in the presence of God to join. What we're doing is redirecting people back to the purpose for why we're here. Because mm -hmm. this is a serious, solemn occasion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not just pageantry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you, you know, I, I, we, that's why we tell men all the time who are our foundation for a relationship. We tell men all the time, your word needs to mean something. Mm -hmm. it, it needs to mean something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you, that's what I teach the boys. You're as good as your word. You know, if you, if you can't say something to hold that, hold it, then don't say it. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's hard to do. <laughs> Yes, you know. one of the first things you have to learn how to do is the strength of holding your tongue, mm -hmm. the power of keeping your mouth. Now, the next question is, we learned that it's on us of, of loving that person. But what happened if we already, um, I don't want to say fell out of love, but struggling to help or do or commit or, or um get goodwill back in our head for them because they hurt us or they damaged it so much. Mm -hmm. How do we make that come back? Since it's on us, what can we do? What do we need to do? How do we work and do that? Okay, I, I, I think, uh, first of all, there has to be a decision to do it. First of all, there has to be a decision. I need to come to the decision. I'm going to regain goodwill for you. Mm -hmm. This has nothing, you may not even know I made that decision. That's between me and, and God, and I need to make this decision. Then, once I make the decision, now I got to relieve you of the debt. If I'm hurt by what you did, you owe me a debt. You may not even know it, but there's a debt that's going on here. It's an offense debt. Mm -hmm. And you, what I need to understand about my offense toward you is that you can't pay for it. You cannot pay me for the offense that you've created in me. You, you can't pay for that. The only one can pay for it is me. Yeah, that's deep and wide. Mm, 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 mm. So I got to go. I, 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 I tell in the religion, in, in Christianity, I tell people, you, you and I have to go back to the cross. Mm -hmm. We got to go and see ourself. 
at the cross at the foot of where the we couldn't pay mm. for what Jesus was paying for for us. Because if I can't see that, I'm not in the position to see me and you. All I see is you, and I don't see me. Mm -hmm. I got to see me. To release you, I got to know I've been released. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I'm dealing with my feelings now. I'm dealing with my emotions. I'm dealing with all of that stuff that's in me, that hurt, that's inside of me. I got to see me, what the Lord has done to release me. That has to be hard. I mean, it is. It can, mm -hmm. it can be a very hard, very, it can be a, a tearful thing. It can be very hard. Quite often, folks don't want to go to the cross. They just want to stay in this room where we, where I get to blame you. And this is not like a one second, two second uh -uh. thing. No. This is, this could take years, it sounds like. It can take years, or it just depends on you. When, how, how willing you are to give up. How willing you are to let it go. And it still will come back and you have to let it go again and it'll still come back and you got to let it go again and it'll still come back. And, 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 and the point is I have to work at releasing you because mm. once I release you, now we can work from a place of, I can start to build goodwill toward you, but I can't do that unless I release you because I still think you owe me. And I'm trying to get you to pay me. The problem with me trying to get you to pay me, first of all, you can't pay me. Mm -hmm. The second thing is holding this debt is hurting me. It's not hurting you. I'm and getting sick. Unwhole. You're no longer whole again to even get right. your all in any other relationships because right. you're holding on to that. Right. I'm getting sick. You going on about your life, but I'm getting sick behind it. I didn't got so sick I can't stand to look at you. <laughs> that's pr I'm pretty sick now. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's where that's where I am. So I got to get this off of me. I got to. And the only way I can get it off of me is to release you. And you know what, Pastor? That's that's work. It is. It's not. It's not an easy task, and it's not something that's just you know, snap my fingers and it's done. No, it's, it's a process and it's, and it can be a painful process. Yes. That's one of the reasons I have, I don't want to call them issues, but I, I really think it's important for churches to stop entertaining people and help them grow spirit. This is a spiritual growth process. Mm -hmm. And we really need to understand the, the painful process of growing spiritually so that we can actually reflect Christ in the world. Mm -hmm. Entertaining people, my choir better than your choir. My, I got a big band. I got, uh, stop James. Okay, thank you. <laughs> now, I heard of example, I, I used to do Restoring Hearts and that's women who's dealing with their husbands with affair, pornography and different things like that. And I have different speakers come in and one lady almost said the same thing you did, but she used it more down to earth for people who wasn't a Christian. She used the example of being in a serious car accident when it's clearly the other person thought that they kind of did it on purpose. Like you're trying to get in and they refuse to let you in. 
to the point that you you, you have to get in because that lane is closing or whatever and they they hit you they they get you good and they totally wrecked your car like it's undrivable the police come and everything they take the report and this person do not have insurance at all now she files it she claims it and the insurance people say this we'll pay to get your car fixed don't even worry about it we'll pay to fix your car you know actually because it's totally wrecked we'll help you you know use the money to get a new car so once i give you this check you're you're set and she she said um the problem is people don't want the check they look at no i want to go to court and make this person pay because you can't get paid twice no so I want to, I want to, I want to go to court and, and, and get, you know, time off work. I want to get the inner, um, being sick or being hurt. I want to get, you know, my car, a new car. I, I want this person to pay because they were wrong. They, they shouldn't let me in. They knew they couldn't let me in. If I didn't get in, then I would have went down on this, you know, down the hill. So I want this person to pay. And the people were like, you know what? It's one or the other. You can take this check to get healed and to, to get a car and, and be mm -hmm. on your way, or you can go to court. If you go to court, you don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Because if he doesn't already have insurance, he might can't pay the bill that you're asking him to pay. Yep. So which one do you really want? And so the person asked, well, if I take the check from you, what are you guys going to do to, them, to that person? Mm -hmm. And they're like, that's up to us. We can press charges or we can release them, mm -hmm. but that's going to be up to us. So you need to make the decision what you're going to do. And it's almost to me, I hear the same thing that you're saying is we need to make the decision. Do we want this person to pay so much that we're not going to ever get our car fixed because we're always in court and they can't afford it. And yeah, they're sitting in jail probably for some time for not having insurance or whatever, but we still never got fixed in the way we needed to with a car to drive to, to continue living to do our purpose mm -hmm. or take the check get our car Go continue living life. dealing with that and trust that whatever is meant to be or whatever happened there is going to happen and that's no longer ours and let go and she used the example of that's just like god the problem is we know god has so much grace He's going to let him go because he would do the same for us because he loves us. Mm -hmm. But we're so into no, it's not fair, it's not right. Looking at ourselves, I want miss our, huh? <laughs> I want them to pay. Yeah, that we end up paying ourselves because now we don't have a car because we didn't take the check and we'd rather have make them suffer, trying to make them feel how much they made us suffer that we're suffering more. And we're missing out on so much on life and stuff, miss going to court, missing more work, still don't have a car because now I didn't take the check and all this other stuff that's going on with that. Mm -hmm. So I, I, when you said that, that made me think of that story of, wow, we choose to make that person suffer so much we don't realize we're the one that's missing out on life, giving up more time and energy on something that we should have just let go, took the check, cash it, got a new car and moved on then i don't want i don't want even though i pay you monthly i don't want that <laughs> i want this person you know what i mean i want this person to pay i want that and we miss that and i think i, I when you said that that's what i hear 
to bring it more down to earth of just level out is it feels like almost the same thing so. yeah yeah it's it the, the whole concept is, is when jesus said when you stand praying forgive mm -hmm. else your heavenly father can't forgive you mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you know and the problem with he can't forgive you. The more he forgive you, the more you keep holding that offense. <laughs> you, you know, and it just it becomes just poison. Mm -hmm. Taking poison, waiting for them to die. Mm -hmm. you, you know, yeah. And you can ruin your life. You can spend your whole life holding on to an offense. Now, the, the once once we get that under control, to the point where we can move to the next step. The next step is to become intentional about be developing goodwill. In other words, treating them kindly. That's the next step. Become intentional about that. Every morning, what can I do that's kind for them? I need to become purposeful in being kind to them. Mm -hmm. I heard the easiest way to do that is pray for them. Well, yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't involve you. <laughs> you know that that's a outside thing that requires no exercise for you to control your emotions okay so actually doing something is forcing you to participate to make your mind go there yeah because now what you're doing is training your emotion hey you're not in charge of me mm -hmm. i am mm -hmm. And that's where you have to be to love a person. You, your feelings, they can't be in charge of you. You are. Your spirit person has to be in charge. That's what, when we talked about this triangle, there has to be a parent that parents you. Mm. you as an adult, there has to be a, you have to have a personal parent say, that tells your emotions and your soul, oh no, you're not going to do this. This you're not going there. You're not going to say that. <laughs> there has to be something inside of you. I call it the spirit man that operates from the principles of truth that's contained in God's word that parents us, who controls our that tells our emotion. Yeah, I know you feel it, but you're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Is it almost like if we can't, we're missing one of the three growing up of feeling love, feeling, okay, help me again. I don't know why I don't know these by heart. The value, valued, yeah. feeling like you can please a person mm -hmm. and, and feeling like uh, you, you are secure in that they still love you when you mess up. So if we have a hard time forgiving someone or stuck there, could it be that we... Are, are, are struggling with one of those three things. Yeah, that, that's why I was saying that from the beginning. That's what we started out with at the beginning. That is the problem. That Because that determines how I see it. If I have those issues, my filter is twisted. Okay, <laughs> okay. And, and, and so I, I got to get my glasses back on straight. The, 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 the general idea is when you come into this world as a babe, you get parents who are healthy. Healthy parents create healthy parents. Yeah. Healthy adults create healthy adults. Good 
people in good relationships, healthy relationships, teach children how to have healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. When you didn't, when you don't get that, relationships can become complicated, complicated, not healthy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's complicated. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, they can, they can, dictators create dictators. That's why dictatorships get overthrown. <laughs> dictators create dictators. People rebel. <laughs> okay, again, you are not the boss. You're of not me. the boss of me. All, all <laughs> that kind of stuff. And so they, you know, and, and so uh, people that are uh, self-centered create self-centered people. Where, where the the world exists for them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, that's a difficult person to live with. Who thinks the world exists for them? But if you say, or if you decide, I'm going to love you, and then I find out you are self-centered, it doesn't change my commitment. I got to, I got to, my word needs to mean something. <laughs> okay, so now I got I got to learn how to love you. And your stuff. And your stuff and yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what what I do, you think I'm supposed to. <laughs> That's difficult. It's a difficult place to live with a person mm -hmm. that feels like that. But it reflects it doesn't reflect them. It actually reflects me. I know people that's listening thought we were going to say something that they can do to make the other person. <laughs> and now they're realizing it's all about you. <laughs> it's, 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 it's interesting you say that because quite often that, that is the place that we, we deal with when we do coaching, couple coaching. That's, that's the place we, we find ourselves in working with a couple who only is here so that you can fix the other person. Yeah. <laughs> Something's wrong with them. Fix them. Fix them. Fix and usually that person without realizing it because they got that mindset of that, that there's something they're not dealing with or uh, yeah. They come with the full code of blame and all that kind of stuff. You know, got the whole, the whole thing, whole arsenal of blame. You this and 20 years ago, you that, and then, then you know, the whole bit. Mm -hmm. And so it becomes a shock when it's hey, uh, let's talk about you. ourselves, just talk about you. Mm -hmm. It becomes a shock, and then now it's like all of that hour and a half of conversation turns into one or two words, you <laughs> So, so it's 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 human, it's human, the human condition. That's our problem. We're, we're human. And, and if we didn't get the things that we needed, we can be flawed humans. We're, we're flawed by nature, mm -hmm. but we can really be jacked up or messed up if we didn't get what we needed. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's finding somebody unlovable or um, feel, feeling like they can't connect or something, they need to go back and look at their self and look at those three things. And is it, is it to the point of always their past or is it just something they're going through now or how would you help them or what would you say about that? Like, 
Well, yeah, it generally it's is is generally from the past. It's generally going to say that. Yeah, it's generally from their past experience. If, because we are a product of our history. Yeah, yeah. You know. Now it's not always the past with the person. It could be a past memory from somebody else's hurt mm -hmm. that they're. Mm -hmm betraying or doing without even realizing that they're doing. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when you look at the past, you can't stick to just that relationship. You have to look at what else this, is this like, or what else, what does this remind me of or feel like, mm -hmm. you know, of, mm -hmm. of, you know, what's going on. Well, it's quite often that person wasn't in your past. The person you, you're upset with weren't, weren't in your past. Mm -hmm. it's, it's generally what was missing from your past. And 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 uh, uh, so so couples interacting in in difficult ways on each other. That that person that's your mate wasn't in your past. Mm -hmm. you, you know uh, you you didn't get this question answered, and so you don't feel valuable, and so you feel uh, so anything that happens or you you're you're needing value. You're needing. Uh, to be validated validation mm -hmm. yeah that's the word i'm, I'm trying mm -hmm. to needing validation that's why i'm here Th thank you sugar pie mm -hmm. it was good <laughs> <laughs> so so when you don't get validated you become offended or hurt you, you know they didn't they didn't appreciate the dinner i made or they didn't do this they didn't say nothing about that or or they're late uh uh, are they with somebody or, or why, why am I going there? Because I don't feel that I'm valuable enough for them to come home to me. And those are some, that's some painful things. Mm -hmm. Those are some very painful things. It's, it's so important to, as parents to, to give our kids a good upbringing so that they're healthy. So they don't have mm. this pain that they pass on and, project to another generation to another generation or another person because they do it even by trying not to do it they go too much far the other way of i'm never going to hit my kids i'm never going to do this mm -hmm. too far the other way that it it off balance it my parenting way. classes are so important mm -hmm. you know but most people think you know why do i need a class for that you know because this is something you've never done before. And if you want to do the best job possible, then you just might need a little help. You know, well, my mom did this and I'm gonna do it. Well, was that a good way of doing it? Maybe not necessarily. So um, I think bottom line is we want to make sure that in our relationships that we do the very best that we possibly can to make sure that we don't cause pain mm -hmm. later on in a person's life because sometimes um people people don't know that they're causing pain and it it has it has these um it it, it backs up and then here you are an adult and you still have stuff going on and you don't think you do but it does come out mm -hmm. and then people are wondering well, why are you so upset over that that's you know that's not a big deal but you're dealing with something that they have no they have no knowledge of mm -hmm. and maybe you don't even have knowledge of 
And sometimes it takes a little digging to find out why do I feel this way? What's going, what's really going on with me, you know, so. And sometimes that's when you, one clue is when somebody go, oh, that's just Linda, or that's just Joe, or that's just, you know, whoever. That's one sign you probably need to listen. What am I doing to make people say that's just me? Mm-hmm. 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 You know, what, what, why, you know, am I, you know, like, what, what am I doing? What am I causing? How am I making people feel? How am I feeling during that time that I'm reacting a certain way? So, yeah. So, you know, a healthy, uh, a healthy person develops the concept of empathy and people that are not healthy are not empathetic that they, they they have no clue what it's like for you in the world with them yeah they have no clue they have no clue but healthy people develop empathy it, it's just not ne- necessarily a natural thing because mm-hmm. because you actually have to teach that to your children yeah. you have to teach your children to be courteous mm-hmm. and the child is like what's courteous mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you should say thank you why mm-hmm. why why do i have to say thank you why, how is that going to change how this person feels about me mm-hmm. if i say thank you so the things that we want we have to demonstrate mm-hmm. the things that we want our children to have we actually have to model that and too often people don't get that part of parenting you know we want our children to grow up and be a a model citizen and we want our children to grow up and be a, a man of his word or a woman of her word or whatever that is that we want but we have to model it before we ask for it because they'll say well why you know but when you live the when you live the life before them and they actually see the benefits of living that way then it makes sense to them mm-hmm. because children don't live um well in certain areas they live in the tangible but while they're young you want to show them what mm-hmm. it's like as they grow and become an adult mm-hmm. why certain things are important my mother there are some things my mother used to tell me to do and i'm like why you know, I didn't understand why I needed to brush my teeth. You know, why do I have to take a bath every night? <laughs> you know, I don't smell dirt. You know, <laughs> I don't see I don't see dirt on my face. You know, but those were things that she had to teach me in order for me to grow up and understand that those things are important. You know, and it's so funny because in the long run how they taught us is going to turn back around because we have to do those things to them when they get older. You know what I mean? When they get older, mom, let me help you brush your teeth or let me help you give you every day. So it's like, it's, it's that, is that circle of life. You know what I mean? Like they teach us and they're really teaching us, not just for us, but when they get to a certain age, we have to help them do those things that they taught us to, you right. know, like, so it's, it's, it's funny how you like look at that and think about that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if your mom said brush your teeth every other day or once a week, you know, both of y'all teeth be out. <laughs> <laughs> or nobody would want to be around you because you haven't taken a bath in a few days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it is difficult. It, I don't want to diminish the fact that uh, learning how to love a person who's a difficult person to love is not a challenge. It is a real 
challenge. It, it, it requires spiritual growth. Mm. Uh, and I mean, a real growth process. Mm -hmm. And, and um, I think that's really important for people to understand and know that. And at the same time, uh, as parents help our children be healthy children, not just physically, but emotionally healthy, because that little that little girl may grow into may grow up, become a pretty little girl, pretty lady, and marry some nut, mm. or vice versa. Mm -hmm. You know, and relationships are never neutral; they always, always affect, affect other people. Mm -hmm. So, if your 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 son or my little girl grows up and marries somebody that's self-centered and all concerned about them, it's not just them and that person. It's going to come to me. Mm -hmm. That's going to affect me. Is that your daughter? That's, that, that's my daughter. Relationships are never neutral. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It'll affect their kids and their neighbors for watching that relationship, kids thinking that's okay, or even mm -hmm. their relationship yeah, that's, it's a big, big thing. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing I love that you said, and I, I don't want people to miss it, is when you learn how to love the people that's, let, let's stick to unlovable right now, the word unlovable, mm -hmm. how much healing and growth you have just from that, or and more whole you have in your life by learning to love the unlovable. So I hate saying unlovable, but I think in this term of what we're talking about, it's easier to identify what who we're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I think in in uh, John, where where you know everybody know it, three and sixteen, for God so loved the world. He's not talking about the universe. You you know Mars and Venus and and Pluto. <laughs> talking about humanity yeah jacked People. up toe up from the flow up humanity mm -hmm. that's a decision mm. he decided to love us mm -hmm. now it's reflective of him to love us mm -hmm. with our toe up self <laughs> so so the, the question then becomes do we love him Mm. because then it becomes reflective upon us mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. love decision mm. <laughs> daddy do you got anything to say or i do not <laughs> <laughs> mr joe cool is cool tonight He's cool He's cool <laughs> oh my He's cool Okay. Is there anything else before we close that we missed or need to? I, I uh, actually it went a lot deeper than I thought it would, um, but it it was good. If if people can um, glean from it, I think it would be helpful. I think it's it's always helpful when we hear another person talk about something that we're struggling with, yes. because it gives us food for thought. So what can I do with what I just heard? Mm -hmm. It's like the message, you know, on a Sunday morning. What am because I'm responsible for what I hear. If if I've heard something, what can I do with that? I can ignore it or choose to just eh, that's not for me. But 
Yeah. Yeah. I, was... I, I, I just think it's in, in conclusion, I think it's important to be find healthy people for us to be around who can answer those questions for us. Mm -hmm. And so if we didn't get them answered, we need to find some healthy people to be around that can answer those questions for us on a regular basis mm -hmm. and start to build ourselves back up right. so that we can then make a choice to love the unlovable and then go to the cross constantly to see ourselves so we can let them go and then become intentional Mm -hmm. about doing things on purpose that's kind to that person yeah. i like that now um we we record and then we bring it out um the following week and we're a week ahead so this is actually going to come out the first week in january or the second week in january i have to look at the calendar mm -hmm. so i really think this is a good way to start off a year for somebody of making that change, you know, that they want to get healthier. This is the best healthier way you can be. I mean, yes, you should take care of your body, but you have to take care of your spirit. You have to take care within, you know, because that affects your body. So learning how to let go of some of this stuff and learning to find out why am I struggling, what's going on with me to um, become not even closer to that person, but being able to deal with that person without going through the emotionals, unhealthy emotionals that it can bring you through. Mm -hmm. And I, I think too, Linda and Joe, that uh, I don't know if you guys decide to do this or not, but if you, if you decide to become uh, relationship coaches and that kind of thing, people to do this, people need accountability. They, it's, 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 we talked from the ideal, but you need accountability. And that means they need to connect to some coaches, someone that will help them that they can talk to on a regular basis to redirect them back to what, they, what we're talking about here tonight. And, and so that they can be accountable for what am I gonna do when I get to the place where I become intentional, I need a, an accountability coach to keep me intentional. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that means they need to connect to somebody. Yeah, I, I think that's very important. And know that you're going to fail. Like we said, it might take a year, but it can be shorter. It mm -hmm. matter what the offense is and how long you've been dealing with it. Well, it doesn't even really matter how long you've been dealing with it because it's where your heart is at and what you're dealing with with yourself. Right. You know, but you are going to mess up again. You are going to get mad and frustrated with that person. Yeah. You're going to keep going through that process. Is just continuing to just doing it again, doing it again until you master it, and it's hard. Yeah. And as a coach, you keep answering those questions for them because they didn't get them answered. You keep answering them. You, you're okay, baby. You did good. Yeah. Yeah. Even when you look in the mirror and say it to yourself, <laughs> yeah, I messed up, but we go, we go try it again. Give me, <laughs> yep. so, that's when they say I messed up, arms open. I still love you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause that's one of the needs. Yep. 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 Yeah. Cause this is more than just talk. This is, this is serious growth here. This is, this is work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is work. Mm -hmm. Okay, so 
Um, people know how to link up to us through this and our website. I think it's automatically posted. How yeah. do they get a hold of you if they're stuck and want to talk to you guys, or if you have a class or something going on starting January or February? Because, like you said, you first is knowing that you have a problem. The second is making a choice, and that might be a month later. Like some people need that time. So, how do they get a hold of you guys? Of what classes you're offering, or what's going on? Um, can you give your information, please? Yeah, our, our website is https forward slash forward slash family life institute ie for inland empire.com. Cool. So, everyone, thank you for listening, and I hope you really hear this into. Um, get healing for yourself and it's really not about forgiving the other person or getting close to the other person it's about you and finding a, a better you and a wholer you by letting go of a lot of stuff so you could be filled with that joy that love that peace that patience that understanding that grace that all that stuff that you can't get because you're holding on to yuck <laughs> to something toxic oh yeah <laughs> so thank you for listening until next time bye bye people <laughs>